You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today as we're speaking, it is the beginning of January. It's January 2nd, and... You know, there are a lot of wonderful things going on in the new year. And one of those things that seems to have been shot down a lot is the idea of making new year resolutions. And I'm coming to you today to make a case for creating a new year's resolution. And I believe that the resolution has an importance to us. Now, I will say that we're talking about this on a CPT podcast because we're considering this in light of our clients, in light of exercise and physical activity and being more active throughout our days and our lifestyles and getting the workout in and people showing up and getting gym memberships and therefore more people in the pool of members to be able to pitch our personal training to. So, there's a, a purpose and a place for this, but I think it's very important to state that we want people to want to be more fit. We want people to shift their lives into a healthier, fitter, uh, more physically active version of themselves, especially and particularly the people who are not that. And so for us, the New Year resolution is actually very important. Well, why has it been poo-pooed on so much? And the reason why is because generally people do not do well with their New Year's resolutions. In fact, there is an 80% failure rate. There's an 80% failure rate when it comes to the New Year's resolutions. And when people are making these, we have um, all sorts of information and data when it comes to surveys as to the stick with itness of the New Year resolution. And it's generally incredibly unsuccessful. And yet, when you look at this, there's an argument to be made. And Katie Milkman, in her book, How to Change, the Science of Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. It is a great book on the idea of motivation, on the idea of change. In fact, the foreword of the book is written by another giant in the space, Angela Duckworth. And if you have not read her book, Grit, let me commend that to you. I encourage you to go for it and get it. But Katie Milkman in her book talks about the importance of fresh starts. People are more successful when it comes to fresh starts. And people that tend to stick with things tend to do it better, tend to be more successful when there is a fresh start. For example, a New Year resolution. For example, a birthday. Another example is moving. There is a big move. And when I move, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this new person in this new place. My, my daughter in particular, in a new school, if I just went to a new school, I would have a different experience. Change schools, different experience. 
positive experience. Uh, medical diagnosis. That's one. That's a big one. You get hit with a medical diagnosis and not everybody turns things around, but some people make these big, important, lasting and successful changes. And the point that she's making in her book, the point that she makes, how to change her book, how to change and her research is done on fresh starts. And she says, people get so focused on this 80% failure rate. There's an 80% failure rate. What they fail to do is focus on the other end of that, which is the 20% success rate. You're 20% more successful than you were before. Before you made those resolutions on a fresh start, on a new date, on a, a date of significance. So, January 1st. That's a big one. That's a big fresh start. It is the new year. Today, when this is airing, is January 2nd, which is... I think this is important to this audience. It's National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. This is your big day. You, my friends, rise up. It is our day. National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. Yeah, January 2nd. This is your day. Take advantage of it. But take advantage of it knowing that people are going to reach out to you that don't really want to reach out to you. They want the outcomes. They don't want the work. In general, and how do you support them? Not just punish them and beat them up and show them that this is the hard work that's going to help you get to your goals. Because the goal isn't to be hurt. The goal isn't to ache. The goal isn't to be incapacitated. The goal, same thing, you're not going to help them get to their goals today. It is the amount of touches, the amount of interactions, the amount of conversations that goes forward. And so you need to win the conversation and the experience. You need to win the experience with them so that they come back for more. National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. But trainers, are you aware? So listen closely to your clients when they're new and they come in, especially around the New Year's, something that just triggered that, that moment, that switch in their lives where they're ready to step forward, they're ready to get the gym membership, and might as well tap a trainer on the shoulder and see if they can help. And you can. You can. In the most positive and affirming way possible, you can change their life their lives multiples that's you 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 can do that you have that power that energy that access that inspiration to lead them to be successful in their process to be more active to be more physically fit to maybe lose a few lbs to focus on their health more to do something significant within the new year, you can be that person. And maybe they're uncomfortable. Maybe you, they're not the ones that really want to do classes. They don't feel comfortable doing classes. They really don't want to come to you for help, but they don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're an introvert. Well, guess what? January 2nd is also World Introvert Day. 
<laughs> Man, how the the things are coming together today. It's World Introvert Day. It also happens to be National Cream Puff Day and Buffet Day. So you want to knock those out, go ahead and them cream puffs and buffets. We'll start on January 3rd. Okay. But there's always something, right? There's always, I want to do this January 1st, but what about, what about this? Something comes up, birthday. Oh, what about this? It's too cold. Don't want to go to the gym. Oh, what about this? I'm busy. I have a work thing. Got a work function. My kids have this. My spouse has this. I've got to watch this. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, the biggest issue with this as we go into the New Year resolution is not so much. Uh, it, it's, it's, you cannot focus on your can'ts. You cannot focus on your can'ts. The goal as we make this case for a New Year's resolution is to focus on your cans to focus on what you can do. And the one thing that is good is that, if, let's say you start training somebody in the middle of March or the end of March, and you're like, I, I want them to have a fresh start, but we need to connect it to something. You can. So go to nationaldaycalendar.com and get some more fresh start ideas for your clients. Say, you came in, this is our first day together. Why are you want to make the change? Let's get a fresh start. Great. And here's something we can associate with it and find a day on that calendar and says, listen, this day is your day. It is your fresh start moment of change. In addition to what's already led you to this point, let me support you in the process. So those fresh starts are important. But as I said, you must focus on what is doable, not what's in the way. Identify roadblocks. Yes, vitally important. Why? To try to avoid them and cut them off at the past before they reach you and meet you in your face where they are too close for you to dodge or for you to move around. Can't go under, can't go over, can't go around, can't go through. They are there. So what do you do? You got to see them farther in the distance. You got to see those roadblocks farther in the distance. They are easier to avert, to get around, to go under, around, over, all of these things when it is in the distance and you can change the path and detour that roadblock. So avoid those roadblocks. But you have to identify them first. It's really hard to avoid something when you cannot identify what it is that you are avoiding. So workshop that with yourself and with your clients. But there's also then that focus of, I can't, right? This attribution of why not? And this goes back to the idea of the readiness ruler and the readiness ruler is a concept in uh, motivation. And I think it does such a motivational interviewing is where this comes from. Milner and Rolnick, I believe, who came up with motivational interviewing. And they have a readiness ruler, which it really says, like, how ready are you to engage in certain activities? And on a scale of one to 10, one being easy, 10 being hard, how 
hard or easy is this to accomplish? And how committed are you to the process? And let's say that they do this and you say, you say, let's, let's identify something here. I want to, I want to say how, uh, how hard is this going to be for you? And we're like, well, it's not hard to do the work that you're saying and you're talking about. It's not hard. How ready are you to do this? And let's say, and they're like, well, it's just, that's the problem. My readiness is, is difficult. I am probably a three. You say a three. Great. Mm -mm, don't say no. Why a three? Because when you say why a three, as in that's not good enough, they're going to tell you all the reasons why it's not a four or a five or a six or seven or eight or nine or ten. They're going to give you the reasons why not. But what you may want to consider doing is saying three, that's great. Why would you say three? and not two. Why would you give me a three and not a one? What, what's, what's giving you that hope to hold out for the three? And then, and the good news is they're going to tell you all the reasons why they can at that point. And that's what you want. I want to know all the reasons you can, all the reasons you have it within you to do what it is that you need to do to move forward. You relay that information to me. Don't tell me all the reasons you cannot. Because that is where your focus will be. When you start shifting to what you can do and not what you cannot do, then you can be led by the cans not distracted by the cannots. And you've heard me say in this podcast, oh, so many times, do what you can, not what you can't. And of great importance in this moment, in this conversation, is not just do what you can, but talk about what you can. Focus on what you can do. You cannot do what you dislike doing. You cannot do the amount of time of exercise that you dislike. I like, I think about this as one that Fabio Camana brought up to me. He said, what if, what about flossing? Like people hate flossing. Like people hate exercise many times. They just know you need to do it. Flossing, you know, you need to do it. Well, exercise what if somebody said you need to floss, but you have to do it for an hour every day or an hour, three days a week at the gym? It's hard. It's hard for people to floss for three minutes, much less an hour. So if you look at that when it comes to exercise, that's challenging. That's awful. That's an awful, daunting feeling. But the sessions are an hour. Well, don't work out for an hour. Coach for 40 minutes. Prep for 40 minutes. If you can do a 30-minute session, do 30-minute sessions. But do what you can, not what you can't. And encourage them to do what they can, not what they can't. And don't let them say, well, if I only come in and do 15 minutes of something, that's not enough to get anywhere. That is enough to prepare you for change. I used to have a, a company called the Daily Move Challenge. And it was an online workout, five minutes a day. You could option for five additional minutes every day if you wanted to. And it was a six-week, every day, 
for five minute workout. And all you did was sign up to do five minutes every day because it wasn't what you were going to be able to get from the five minutes every day physically. It was in part that, but it was what that five minutes allowed you to do when it came to allotting time. Five minutes every single day. It wasn't something, but it did change behaviors. And that was big. Give a little bit of something every day. Because my other thing that I say, I got two solid gold ones here. Do what you can, not what you can't. And a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. So piece by piece, we put this together. We don't come in and say, hey, this is you. We're starting to work out now. I know you hate it. I know this is very difficult for you. But let's do three hours a week and overwhelm you so to ensure that you leave soon. No. I'm going to say, what is it that you can do? And when you're not with me, what are some small things that you can do that just increase your physical activity throughout the day? It's not whether or not you're breaking a sweat even necessarily. It is that you are moving towards change. And as you move towards change and you see change and change is getting easier and you're more motivated to do more, that is the opposite of a downward spiral. That is what Barbara Fredrickson and her research refers to as an upward spiral. My favorite concept in the concepts of all positive psychology, upward spirals are broadening and building that you get a good base and you build on top of it. You get a good base and you build on top of it. I make a case. I make a case for the new year resolution. I think that people should do it. And so what if there's an 80% failure rate? If there's a 20% success rate? Because making zero resolutions ensures a 100% failure rate. 20%, I give you a lot more credit than that. Thanks for listening. Y'all, I appreciate your time. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family and help people to make those changes and those motivational choices, the resolutions that may or may not work, but keep making them and attach them to something of significance and support yourself in the process. And don't think that all of that change needs to be made today. It needs to, it needs to be made in this workout. It, it takes some time to get to where we're going. And the biggest challenge isn't whether or not you get to where you're going. The biggest challenge is whether you cut them off by providing too much to do early on. Now, they may say, this is not enough. I need to do more. And that's, that's fine. If they can, they can add in more, but they should bring that to you and encourage them and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. Let me know if we can push harder. Let me know if we can do more. Let me know how you feel after this workout. But we're not going to go hard in the paint right now. It's your first time working out in ages. It's your first time getting into the gym in a long time. So let's get there and do what we can and what they can um, what it, what, what they can swallow. What's palatable for them. And people have different tastes. People have different abilities and some people can push really hard from the jump and some people need that guidance and that support and that process that you can provide them as a professional. So continue to do that and inspire, 
inspire people to fitness as you beautiful CPTs do. That's the that's the gig. That's the job. Keep the inspiration going. If you want to reach out to me in this wonderful new year, please do so. Hit me up. You can do so on uh, uh, Instagram and threads at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.